0: Hi, I'm Gary from Stonyfield, the organic yogurt company. The President's Cancer Panel recommends foods produced without toxic, persistent pesticides and chemical fertilizers. We couldn't agree more. That's why Stonyfield yogurt is always organic
1: yogurt. In Kipling's classic, The Jungle Book, he tells the story of a mongoose in India named Rikki-Tikki-Tavi. The mongoose protects his human friends from murderous cobras... Well, Kipling's tale about a mongoose in India had a happy ending, but in Hawaii, it's a different story. Karen Gunderson is the project coordinator for the Kauai Invasive Species Committee. Karen, welcome to Living on Earth. Thank you for having me. You know, everything I know about mongooses is is from uh, Rudyard Kipling, you know, from his jungle book and and writing about Rikki-Tikki-Tavi. They're really fierce fighters. They have remarkably fast reflexes, and they look a lot like a weasel.
0: And the interesting thing, though, that you may not know is that there are 33 species of mongoose.
1: Well, his came from India. Where did yours come from?
0: Well, it is the small Indian mongoose.
1: How did they get to Hawaii?
0: They actually, it's a funny story. Um, So back in the 1800s, sugarcane was growing as a major agricultural crop here, and also in Jamaica. And one of the major pests to this growing this agricultural crop was rats so someone in jamaica the the sugarcane industry decided that it would be a great idea to introduce mongoose to battle these rats and take care of the problem but meanwhile after they were introduced to jamaica they were then introduced to Kauai from jamaica for the same exactly the same reasons apparently somebody didn't do their homework really great because they didn't turn out to be that effective And this is why it didn't work. Rats are nocturnal and mongoose are diurnal, meaning they're active during the day. But the mongoose quickly found another uh, prey item, and that was uh, our native ground nesting birds.
1: So they came over 100 years ago to Hawaii. I guess they were on Oahu, they were on Molokai, and then Maui. How long have you had them on Kauai?
0: I can confirm that we've had them on Kauai since May 23rd. When we had a capture, but we actually had a sighting way as far back as 1968. So we, we really have no idea what the population base is here, but they are very elusive. And over 44 years of sporadic trapping, we've never been able to capture one until May. So
1: is the mongoose a, a good swimmer? Because they've swum over from one of these other islands?
0: Oh, that's too far. They can swim, but they don't they don't choose to really do that if they can help it. Um, But they probably came most likely as stowaways on cargo.
1: Well, I was looking at some statistics. It says that since the arrival of the Europeans to the Hawaiian Islands, the the 71 out of 113 endemic species that existed at the time of the first human colonization, they're gone. And of the remaining 42, 32 were federally listed as endangered, and 10 of those have not been seen for, for 40 years.
0: Yeah, I know. That is such a sad story, and and Hawaii is often referred to as the extinction capital of the world. Um, Yeah, we are having a a huge loss in biodiversity, And, and one of those reasons is the introduction of mongoose.
1: I'm not sure if this is a really good idea or a really, really bad idea, but since you've got a predator there, why don't you get a predator for the predator? Why don't you get something that preys on the mongoose?
0: Hawaii is very finely balanced ecosystem. You know, the, the native, um, flora and fauna that developed here over millions of years did so in isolation. And so it's a very, the native species are, are what we call passive. Our mints have no scents and our raspberries have no thorns because they didn't, um, have a predator. So anytime you introduce a predator to a passive ecosystem, it can wreak havoc in all kinds of ways to unintentional consequences.
1: Well, how how have uh, Oahu and Maui, how have they dealt with the mongoose problem?
0: Well, the only way they can deal with it is actually to ramp up predator control in high value areas like bird refuges, sanctuaries, that sort of thing, where they can put up predator proof fences like to prevent mongoose from going in and can, you know, active trapping in the areas. Sounds expensive. Very expensive. But, you know, a big issue is is how this is going to continue to be funded. We are in a recession still, and funding is very tight in all areas of conservation in Hawaii. So I think we're going to have to look at creative ways to fund this project as we move forward. You know, we're just hanging on to preserving what we have here is very unique in Hawaii and Kauai. Ms. Gunderson,
1: what is that bird sound I hear behind you?
0: <laughs> um... I'm not sure. It could be a minor bird. It's probably it's not a native. <laughs> Whatever you're hearing is not a native bird.
1: But <laughs> oh, really, how do you know that?
0: Because the native birds have had to move to very high elevation to escape avian malaria. So uh you only really find our native forest birds very high up.
1: Boy, Hawaii does have a lot of problems with its birds.
0: Yeah, we do. We you know, we'll call them challenges. Uh, oh, that was a minor bird right there. <laughs> you know, we are battling invasive species on every front, you know, whether it's mongoose or little fire ant or, you know, watershed destroying weeds. You know, it's it's an ongoing battle. Well,
1: Ms. Gunderson, thanks so very much.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I'm really happy to um, chat with you today.
1: Sounds great. It sounds like beautiful. I bet it smells terrific right where you are, actually.
0: We are tucked up right next to the mountains and... It is unbelievably gorgeous. It's paradise.
1: Except for the mongoose.
0: <laughs> Even with a mongoose, it's still you can't take the paradise out of Hawaii.
1: <laughs> Karen Gunderson is project coordinator for the Kauai Invasive Species Committee. On the next Living on Earth, there's never been a better time to grab some rays. Right now, there are great incentives. Certainly at the federal level, there's tax credits. There are here um, locally in Massachusetts. The cost of installing solar has also dramatically come down. Better hurry before the sun sets on those solar tax breaks and incentives. Next time on Living on Earth.